Alright, what's good you guys? This is Yo Correct here. Um today is going to be how to make a podcast with Anchor, but it's not going to actually be learning how to make your podcast because we've already done that before. In today's how to make a podcast with Anchor is more going to be about how to grow your podcast. And so I'm going to be going um through two articles today um that I found um from Spotify um and from Dito that are going to explain um more in depth as to how to grow your podcast and then I'll offer some of my tips that can help you grow your podcast as well so you're not going to want to turn away from this because a lot of you guys that want to make your own podcast really are going to need to understand the idea behind the algorithm so if we go to the podcasters.spotify website there is a blog about this um about the spotify for podcasters the vision behind your daily podcast and this is where we're going to start because this one's podcast specific then we're going to go to the other article um with the algorithm how it works for musicians because the ba- basically the whole premise of it is i am so not mistaken these go hand in hand so um that's why i'm doing these both together instead of separately so um Essentially what the article is telling us is that the daily podcast basically include a mix of episodes from shows and listeners, um, or shows that listeners already stream, and new ones that they think that they like. But the question still remains, how does this, um, algorithm help them, um, find what they like? So... The podcast steer algorithm for Spotify is not too different from YouTube, but it's different. The way the Spotify algorithm works is based upon what you listen and how much time you got before you skip. If you skip before 30 seconds, then you get a negative point. Same thing with the music algorithm, except except this one is more specific. So if you say, let's say you upload a 10 minute episode and they listen to 30 seconds and let's say, for example, 30 seconds, because we know because we know you're there is going to be two sets of 30 seconds in one minute, hence the term 60 seconds. So let's say you have 20 increments of 30 seconds because you um, broke up all 10 minutes into 60 second chunks and then broke those into 30 seconds so let's say you listen to all 20 um 30 second increments you would get plus 20 points if you get plus 20 points then what then what that means is you're probably going to move up um at least between 2 to 12 charts 2 to 12 charts being you're going to move about 2 to 12 podcasts up the list and you're most likely going to appear in somebody's feed because they listen to you the whole way through um suppose you listen to 30 seconds of a podcast took a break so then that counts as one point and then you went to another section of the podcast and then listened to another 30 seconds and then did it again for three 30 second increments so a minute and 30 seconds then you would probably not climb as high in their um, recommended results or others' recommended results, but you would climb high enough where you probably might get at least 10 or 20 
maybe 30 extra listeners. And if your podcast is good and it continues to happen, then it multiplies and basically stacks up. Um, how that helps podcasters is because it, well, one, it's not like YouTube where it's based upon search engine optimization completely. And it does not rely on search engine optimization very heavily. So if you if you go by the seconds watched and basically cut out the SEO that's required for most sites like YouTube and Twitch, then podcasters have an easier time climbing their way through the ranks. And it's not like they're all in competition with one another. So by following the algorithm, and the way Spotify's playlist and algorithm works, they can all go up the charts at the same time instead of YouTube where one creator gets favored over another and they're always trying to undercut each other even if they don't mean to do so by accident, so to speak. Um, and same thing with Twitch as well. They do the same thing that YouTube does. They get undercut because more popular YouTubers get put first and the newer content creators have, have work to do um, 100 times the work to do in order to get their way up the charts so this actually this actually explains why podcasters in the content creator world have an easier time um getting popular than if you're on youtube and twitch and that doesn't go without saying that because um podcasts don't necessarily go by a follower system like subscribers or twitch follows or Instagram Instagram followers or news subscribers. Um, basically, um, if they go by, since they go by plays, it makes it even more easier because they don't have to worry about their stats going um, one way or another. They just accumulate, and based upon how much they accumulate, whatever they have accumulated, that's how it stays. You don't lose points like you do on Twitch towards affiliate, and even your monetization is easier because once you hit 50 plays, especially for Anchor, you can monetize and you keep it forever. So it's not like you have anything really hard obstacles in your way. And that's how the podcaster algorithm works. Now, for the music algorithm, it's basically the same the, um, with the 30-second thing. The only difference is because most podcasts are super long and songs are shorter, and they use a combination of other things, and it's called BART. Basically, it's an abbreviation for Bandits for Recommendations as Treatments, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, but it, it basically decides what to suggest to listeners using three main functions. Natural language processing, podcasting uses that too, and that's why they both go hand in hand. Raw audio analyzation, the vibe, the vibe and mood of the song or audio that does not apply to podcasts, but po some podcasts, like music podcasts, may notice that if they do have good songs in their podcast that they have the copyrights to, of course, then there's a good chance that um, the raw audio analyz analyzation will apply to them maybe once or twice, and then they could get a few extra bumps if they get enough listens to it because it's using both of those at the same time, if not all of them. Collaborative filtering basically compares new songs to a listener's current habits. Well, replace the songs with a new pot with a new podcast, and basically that's basically that's how how they work hand in hand. 
So the only thing, the only thing that's really different is the raw audio analyzation because that only applies to music podcasts and strictly for songs. Everything else for Bart is basically is basically if not the exact same. Um, so that's why the musicians thing goes hand in hand with podcasting. So you need to try and work with both. I'll leave a link to the article in the description, both of them, so you can read the articles for yourself. Um, but as long, as long as I'm around, um, teaching the, teaching this kind of stuff, you guys will be able to make your lives a whole lot easier. Now, my, my five tips for getting, um, noticed a lot easier. Well, the first one is obviously going to be to promote your content every day. Um, I know a lot of content creators say the same thing, but more specifically, don't promote it like every one minute of every single second of the day. That gets annoying and you turn off people, but you at least need to promote at least one episode every hour. And if not, you need to promote six episodes every six hours. Um, you get, if you catch my drift. So basically, rather than promoting it once a day and just leaving it there, promote once an hour. Because people log, people in different time zones log on to Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot at different times of the day. And you're more likely to get noticed if you tweet something in a peak time in one area, and if you tweet something in um, a peak time in your area, you um, alone, you won't catch as many people as you thought you would catch. So it's kind of so it's kind of one of those things that you really need to keep an eye on. So um, also number two, and this is a very good one. Um, if your if your podcast is not supposed to be controversial, like a new like a news podcast or a podcast about vaccines, or for example, then you don't need to touch on those subjects. The only time you would need to touch on a controversial subject is if your podcast is deal specifically with it. And even then, it's probably a good idea to remain as unbiased as possible, if you can help it. If you can help staying away from the controversial subjects, try to do so. If not, then try to make it as unbiased as possible because you're more likely to attract, attract one audience over another. And be careful which controversial subjects you share, because some of them, um, as of lately, um, have been changed as to where they become violations of the company policy. So it depends. So it so it's also a, it also a dependency on what kind of information you spread, because um, not all information, even though it even though it does seem to lean one way or the other, you don't want to actually get your account suspended or banned because you. Um, promoted something that was outright not true, and even if it is, if if you can back up and prove some of the stuff, you still want to be careful about it. Um, now the other thing that I was gonna say is for number three. Number three is a very good one, but this was um this one's the biggest one. And you need the proper equipment. Like with my gaming PC, I used to be able to record 5PD like it was nothing. But now I can't record 5PD like it's nothing anymore because, well, probably the lifespan of my device, but also because, for whatever reason, um, these, um, this GTX 1650 and my um, software that I use to record just doesn't want to work hand-in-hand with my 5PD. So I haven't really been recording 5PD that often. If I do record 5PD, it's extremely laggy. And I think in the future... 
um, I may I may have to find alternative options. If not, it's gonna have to stop because I have to find something, some way to keep my 5PD from lagging. Um, hopefully it'll resolve itself by the summer because I really want to do more in the summer, but that's an issue. And you also want to invest in high quality mics too. I have a very good mic right now. Um, I also have an even better mic. It's my podcast mic, but I have not found a Type-C cable for it yet. So as soon as I find a Type-C cable for it, I will definitely use it. Um, because I need to find a super long Type-C cable at that. Because the current one that I have that's for my phone, it will work for my um, device. However, it's very touch-and-go. Like, if you... Like, if I wanted to plug it into my desktop from the top of my desk, I could not, because it would not work. It would not work, because it just is too short of a cable. Um, number four. This is for my PC gamer, gamer podcasters, and if you're going to be podcasting on the go. Make sure you have a laptop um, that, um, and, a, and a portable podcast microphone that actually works for you and if you do not have a podcast microphone or a proper um, microphone that will work from portable podcasting then just don't do portable podcasting and also you want to have a laptop laptop that's going to work because if say if you're a gaming podcaster if you get a gaming um, gaming podcast and you have let's say i don't know the best the complete best um, type of laptop in the world. You should be good if that's the case. But if you have like an office laptop like my Lenovo, chances are recording on it for gaming and whatnot is going to be a no-go. If you're an office podcaster, or I'm not going to say office podcaster, that's the wrong term, but if you're a podcaster that does not focus on games and whatnot or and you're just like a general podcaster who doesn't record things that are like that resource heavy and you're one of those that just records like news and articles or whatnot and information podcasts then you probably should invest in a in a good decent balanced laptop reason why i say balanced like mainly intel evo core laptops or 10th gen intel laptops um, laptops that are powerful processors but that are not built specifically for gaming and that are like on the cheaper end is because if you get one of those super, super cheap laptops, let's say you have to use your built-in laptop microphone. And let's just say, for example, it's like my Lenovo 114. The, the laptop microphone is not that good. Then you wouldn't be able to really record anything. I mean, laptop microphones are not that good anyway. But I'm just saying that's an example of what I of what might um, happen. It just would not be a good idea and a good look. And then also, and then that's also that's also not to say that. Um, I mean, it's before I go to number five. I just want to say that laptops and desktops. It doesn't matter what you use. You can still podcast, but. It's the way in which you go about doing it. Like, if you go about doing it a certain way, you need to be you need to be mindful of the way in which you're going about doing it. Because sometimes, sometimes, like, podcasting, 
on one form on one type of set of software hardware may not be what um, may not be the same on another type of software hardware if you're doing another type of podcasting so that's so that's what i'm getting at like you need to pick the form of software and hardware that works specifically for what you want to do not for not for what your general niche wants to do because um overall even if you are a news podcaster if you're a gaming news podcaster or you plan on doing some games on the side then you may want to and you may want to invest in a gaming laptop and that and that's just that's just an honest fact of life like anyway number five number five is the final tip that i'm going to go over and then i will be done so basically what's going on with number five and this is a very tricky one is picking your social platform i know everybody wants to have every single social platform but some social platforms um you may want to be mindful of this platform that you use and its policies and all that what i would suggest is pick a platform that is mainstream if it's like parlor or discord or something maybe you should only use that if it's specific to what you're going for everybody should have at least a twitter a facebook and instagram those are the three main ones that you should at least have plus your podcast website and anything and your email and um, maybe a separate phone number like a google voice number or a landline if you're doing it from like a studio type podcast then maybe one of those however if you um, if you want to do something that's not mainstream and that's extra compared to the mainstream type of podcast podcast um social media platforms like good pods or parlor or just or discord or maybe you want to use like messenger or something or like snapchat or whatnot TikTok. those are at the discretion of you and here's the and he and all of it is but i'm saying like this is more specifically at the discretion of you because here's where you have to make a good judgment do you want to go to a platform that supports certain aspects of life that you would not be comfortable with or do you want to go to a podcast you want to go to podcasts that's fair and open you want to you want to go to a platform platform sorry correction platform you want to go to a platform that is um very different and diverse or do you want to go to a platform that's strictly video based you have to decide which one do you want to do and I'm sorry I said podcast like five times before I corrected myself because um, I'm not going off of a script. <laughs> I probably need to go off of a script, but I never go off of a script. And hey, it's worked out for me this long, so I mean, it's no argument there. If I if I think I can do it without a script, I can do it without a script. I think it's safe to say I can do it without a script. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, that's it for my episode, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am Yo Correct, and I am out of here.